In the name of the one holy and undivided Trinity. Amen. You may be seated. July can often be an especially taxing month for me emotionally. My father's birthday was July 21st. He would have turned 75 this year. And then just a few short days later, on July 27th, I remember him on the anniversary of his death. It has been eight years now. However, I can still hear his voice telling me stories. Stories about growing up, about his bands, about his many years in teaching. As I was reading our gospel for this week, though, there was one particular story that seemed to resonate with me. When I was a senior in high school, I was thinking about what I wanted to do for college. My dad would often talk to me about his experiences. He said that when he took the ACT, two of the schools he applied for were Southern Miss and Livingston, now the University of West Alabama. I asked him, why Southern Miss? He said it was because they had the Dixie Darlings dance corps in the band. <laughs> However, as Livingston offered him a band of scholarship, he eventually decided to enroll there so as to ease the financial burden on my grandfather. I think in an effort to tell me how not to approach college, though, he imparted one particular story on me. He said that one morning in his first semester, he sat down in his English class. And the professor, I think in an attempt to make a point, began to go down the rows, pointing to each student, saying, you'll pass, you'll fail, you'll pass, you'll fail, you'll pass, you'll fail, so on and so forth. So obviously when she got to my dad, she said, you will fail. Well, and my dad, not being one for engaging in futile exercises, promptly got up and left. <laughs> now, the professor, I think, was simply just trying to make a point about statistics, how they operated on the bell curve. But this rather Calvinistic approach to academics afforded my dad the opportunity to dodge one of his most dreaded subjects for a moment. This morning, we hear the third of Jesus' discourses as he ex is explaining to those listening what the kingdom of heaven is like. So often we hear this gospel reading, we refer to it as the mustard seed parable. We get stuck on this first section of the reading that challenges us to see the mustard seed as that which we would normally see as impure, invaluable, and lacking is the exact thing that God loves. There are also other parables. The ones around the leaven, which seek to inform us about the transformative nature of the kingdom. And then we come to the last portion of our reading, sometimes referred to as the dragnet parable the casting of the net, the sorting of the good from the bad fish, and yes, the weeping and gnashing of teeth. 
This is where I want to focus this morning. So often we hear this part of the reading and it steers us down a path of fear. I think we want to read this rather literally and so we make decisions because we don't want to be the ones, the evil ones, culled from the righteous that is thrown into the fire. Well, guess what? I have good news for you. Jesus is love and full of grace. If we can embrace that, then I think we can see the uniqueness of Jesus and Matthew's gospel. So much, not so much in the invention of these images, but in the surprisingly new uses of them. Those listening to Jesus would have been familiar with these images as well. And I think more than likely would have had some of the same concerns and drawn some of the same conclusions as we do today. I think, however, Jesus wants us to go a little deeper. The lectionary puts these verses together very thoughtfully and that we should take them as a whole rather than looking at them as individual stories. As a result, the church should see itself in this whole story. The church is not meant to separate Rather, it is meant to reap and sow, to cast a net that gathers all. The apocalyptic or end of times image that some are predestined to be judged and sorted out, I think is a misinterpretation of Jesus' gospel. Parables are a gift from Jesus. They're meant to inspire hope within us. The weeping and gnashing of teeth that's the promise that one day the truth will be told and heard. That some things, some aspects of our lives, what we put our hope and faith in will need to be sorted from our lives. Not us. All the shiny and glittery things in our lives that distract us from our relationship with each other, with our families, with our friends, with our church, that's what will need to be sifted from our lives. Because the kingdom is characterized by our relationship with each other. And most importantly, with our God. As a young college student, my dad's rather literal interpretation of his English professor's prediction of success and failure led him to prematurely give up on a class well, I think that he probably knew he would eventually have to master. I'm so thankful he did because he would not only graduate but become an educator who affected the lives of many students. As recipients of God's love, we are called to in turn share that love with all those whom we encounter. This is the work of building the kingdom. God's judgment is always made with grace and made in love. And we are called to hold on to that promise, to preach that message. Jesus commands us to love God with all our heart and all our soul and to love one another as ourselves. If we worry about ourselves and about anything that falls short of living into that, I think we move into a place in which we think we have control. 
Jesus is telling us this morning, I think, to sort those aspects out of our lives. And when we do, we will be able to see the kingdom more clearly. The promise is, is that we won't ever get it all exactly right until the end anyways. But we are called to keep trying. We're called to continuously examine our lives. What can I let go of? What practice can I start that will help me grow spiritually? Who should I bring into my life to grow? And who can I be a blessing to so that they may grow? The parable this morning is not meant to reflect God's power over the church, but rather it is meant to be an invitation to everyone to share in his love.